Hello, welcome to the Friday, February 19th, 2021 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Brad today has an analysis of the latest TrickBot sample that he came across. TrickBot in the past has had sort of some uh, interesting, innovative features. This time around, nothing really too special. And actually, it looks like uh, they're slacking off a little bit and uh, messing it up here. They're downloading a DLL file, not an executable. Well, that's... Uh, Ultimately, nothing really new. And then they're setting up a scheduled task to start that DLL. The problem is they're slightly messing up the path. So uh, this DLL, at least in the sample that Brad had, didn't actually then run. The emails that carry uh, this particular TrickBot version, nothing really all too fancy. DocuSign, again, is uh, sort of their theme here. And the user has to open an Excel spreadsheet and enable macros for the malware to run. And you may have heard the news about the indictment that was unsealed against some hackers that are working for the North Korean government and were involved in the theft of cryptocurrencies. Today, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency followed up with seven different bulletins that contain details about the particular malware being used. And, well, they call these samples apple juice, where juice is spelled J-E-U-S. This malware operates on different platforms, so you'll find it on Apple as well as on Windows. But the common denominator here is that they try to impersonate legitimate uh, cryptocurrency trading applications and essentially trick the user into willingly installing the application. There is no technical exploit really involved in getting the application installed. In some cases, like for example, for the Apple versions, it's not even digitally signed. So you will get a prominent warning and may even have to jump through some hoops to install the application. So the real exploit here is more social engineering and the way this is apparently done is either via spam but also via social networking where a compromised social networking account may be used to advertise this malicious software to various friends. Of course, with the recent surge in cryptocurrency prices and with that also the renewed interest in cryptocurrencies, there are a lot of new users, again, that are joining cryptocurrency trades and with that, of course, new victims that can be used uh, to trick into installing these malicious applications. If you are trading cryptocurrencies, be aware that there is usually no recourse if cryptocurrency is being stolen. And then we have an interesting vulnerability in all versions of Python 3 that can lead to code execution. Actually, uh, kind of odd that this hasn't uh, sort of been discussed uh, more, but was just patched in Python 3. So if you saw an update for Python 3, definitely apply it. It's exploitable whenever your application accepts a floating point number from untrusted input. Typically, you would use the ctypes functions uh, to then convert the input to a floating point number, and that's uh, where the buffer overflow happens. 
The vulnerability was originally reported uh, to the Python project about a month ago. And yes, a patch is available now. And Apple today released a somewhat unusually detailed platform security guide. They have released similar guides in the past, but none of them was as detailed and lengthy as this last one. 192 pages total. And it goes over, for example, the new secure boot process for M1 based Macs. Also about some of uh, these blast store features and such that we have seen discussed by Google, for example, in iMessage. Now, of course, I haven't read all 192 pages yet. So I jumped straight to the IPv6 section. Apple in this section states that uh, they are now adopting some of the newer RFCs for IPv6 as far as fragmentations go that basically state that you should not accept any packets if the extension headers are not contained in the first fragment. Uh, this is an often uh, abused feature where uh, older implementations uh, did essentially allow you to have these excessively long extension headers that span multiple fragments. Well, uh, that's no longer an option now. Same is also true for neighbor discovery packets and not really sure why there would ever be a good reason to have one that does exceed one fragment, but uh, these messages are no longer fragmentable. And well, that's it for today. Thanks and for listening and talk to you again on Monday. Bye.